My Mac Podcast number 260. Are Mac users spoiled? That, and we got a new contest. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the MyMac.com podcast with your host, Tim Robertson. I'm Tim Robertson, and this is My Mac podcast number 260. Some say he has a 10 terabyte drive implanted his his skull, while others claim he eats Bluetooth mice for breakfast. Whatever the truth may be, we call him the Cohen. <laughs> and all the UK listeners are the only ones who are going to get that joke. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> well, you know, we get we get BBC America here. I mean, yeah. obviously, I get the joke because I know what it's about. But I'm um, not for the rest of the American audience who has no idea what I'm talking about figure it out <laughs> yeah, well all, all i can say is i have a t-shirt that actually says i am the stick do you yeah. <laughs> so anyways uh i i was trying to get a last minute interview and it didn't work out the the person's at dinner while we were recording the show tonight so uh we're not going to get him on but it's about the tweety two controversy that's going on in the iPhone universe, and I think we'll get to that here in a little bit, probably in the next yeah. segment, David. But uh, just know, I was trying to get an interview with him. I, I thought right. it would have been very appropriate. I would have loved to hear his thoughts on it. Um, I kind of know what they are, and I think we probably share them. But we'll get into that in a few minutes and what we're talking about in general. Uh, in the meantime, we've got a lot of new stuff going on up on mymac dot com, and we're going to yes. talk about that as well. But first. We've got a contest this week and next week, David. Got to love the contest. Got to love giving free stuff away. And just like the last time we did it, we're giving two items away. And what we're giving away is the DJ Style Ear Pollution Headphones from iFrogs. These are $50 headphones. They're the over-the-ear headphones. They're very funky looking. Have you looked at these? Yeah, they kind of have this... Um... They've got a, a real kind of bling vibe going on, haven't yeah. they, with these? I don't know which ones the winners are going to get. Um, what we're going to do is have a contest just like we usually do. Send your name, address, and phone number to contest at mymac.com. We're going to randomly select two different people to win. If you've already won a contest, you're still eligible. I know a lot of people say, if you won a contest, you're not eligible. You're still eligible. Um, yeah. if you're a member of the MyMac staff, you can't win, which no. actually eliminates David, one of our last winners just a couple weeks ago. If, on if staff already, eh? On, on staff already. Uh, Alyssa Paselli was one of our winners of the, um, bamboo laptop stand from Mac Ally. And John Nimorowski, our reviews editor was just so impressed with, uh, my conversation with her on the podcast that he emailed me and said, can I have her address? I want to see if she would, or um, email address, I should say. I, I want to know if she would be interested in, you know, writing for us. So I sent it to him, and the next thing I know, boom, here she's writing for the site now, which I think is just fantastic. Yeah, and she, she really gave an, a very nice summary of, of her life with the Mac, which is a, a many-year love affair, it looks like. You know, the, her, the beginning of her first article very much mirrors how I got into computers and the Macintosh in general. 
and uh, it was just very entertaining. I really, yeah. really liked it. Yeah. But getting back to the contest, um, you can check these out at ifrogs.com. It's I-F-R-O-G-Z.com. Yeah. And for anybody who doesn't feel like going looking at the web or it's maybe it's listening in their car, I mean, these are, these are DJ-style uh, set of headphones so they you know they've got the big padded headband on top and the the big can style um head speakers on the sides 50 millimeter uh, speaker drivers so they're going to be yeah. loud yeah they are and but the thing what i like about these they have that um kind of articulated design that means you can just actually hold them up against your ear if you don't actually want to be wearing them um so so you know they do very much look like the sort of thing you would see in a kind of an Eminem rap movie or, or that sort of thing and uh you know they're they're nice and they're certainly a little bit different from the everyone has the earbuds nowadays so yes. if you're walking down the street with these plugged into your iPod you'd look very different I haven't personally listened to these myself uh I don't own a pair but they're they're pretty cool looking I I'm just on the, the, the physical attributes alone, I'm kind of interested, so I'd really like to listen to these sometimes. But two of you listening right now are going to get a chance to win these. Uh, let me pull up my iCal so I can tell you exactly when we're going to pick the winners. And, you know, the the uh, icon in my dock for iCal changes every day, David. I get so confused. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to pick the winner on October 15th. So if you enter after that, you don't have a chance to win. Please only enter once. Again, again, name, address, and phone number. And the phone number is important, David, because... We like to do an interview with our winners. That's right. We like to call you up and let you know you win, get you on the show for a few minutes. Maybe you'll become rich and famous like past winners. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. Um, so that's going to be on October 15th. So you'll have this week and next week to enter. And uh, the show that we're going to give it away on, we're supposed to have a conversation with Ted Landau. Um, he's the guy who actually oh, yeah. created Mac Fix It. So that should mm -hmm. be an excellent show. That's in, uh, what, two weeks from now. Two weeks, yeah. And next week is going to be another listener feedback or listener invite show with Antonio Gomez. And that ought to be pretty interesting as well. So a lot of people are... Uh, Coming up on the show, and I've got some past that, but we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Uh, in the meantime, be sure to enter the contest, and thanks very much to ifrogs.com for sponsoring the podcast for the contest. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, websites and that sort of thing, we've got a lot of content since the last time we recorded a show, David. Yes, it's been pretty busy, uh, which is always good. Always. Uh, partic particularly, this, I mean, there's not, there's not been an awful lot of of apple news recently so i i always find it interesting that you find there's not not a lot going on generally in the community we we, we can normally get quite a lot of content and uh, new reviews and that sort of thing up on the site so uh we we and some contributors who we've not seen that often on the site as well absolutely in fact me <laughs> i actually have a <laughs> review up there i reviewed three different or i'm sorry four different headphones and they range from ugh to oh my god so if you want to read that, go up to MyMac.com and scroll down the page a little bit. I posted on September 21st, so it's been a couple of weeks at this point, but we haven't talked about that on the podcast at all. Yeah. And it's the AKG, Audio-Technica, iHome, and Shure headphones. Um, yeah. At the, the bottom of the bunch, the iHome, these are these headphones that you can literally kind of twist and turn and plug into each other and they become speakers. 
And it's, it's, yeah, it's an interesting approach, but um, you said it's that a they sound very good. Oh, it's, yeah. they, sound, they sound atrocious as both speakers and headphones. And I, you know, one of the things about iHome, I have one of their little, uh, it's not, it's a radio and a iPod speaker system built in together. Yeah. And it's a couple years old now. And I think I did the review on that in 2007, maybe even 2006. It's been quite a while, but the, the audio quality, not the best for, but for the price and what you get, I was kind of impressed with them. I still have that speaker system. They never sent, you know, information on where I should return it. Um, and I don't use them anymore because I, I just have so many other things to, uh, to review and test, but I was impressed with those. So I was looking forward to checking out these headphones and they're just atrocious. They really, really were. I, I, I suppose, I mean, the idea is very clever. So I suppose if you really aren't interested in at all in sound quality, that you just kind of <laughs> like the idea. You like the gimmick. These might be for you. I, mean, I, I was getting the impression the iHome stuff, it's kind of built down to a price, and obviously it it, it suffers as a result of that. I don't know. That. $70 for a pair of headphones, to me, is kind of expensive. Well, I, I guess they're saying, well, if you don't need, don't need to buy a speaker set, then uh, I, I, I would imagine there are some people who would have a particular use for this this idea. If you do want to wear a pair of headphones and then need a, a set of speakers at a, in a pinch, then uh, I guess... They might might do the job for you, but as long as you don't care about audio fidelity, then yeah. yes. Uh, the next pair in the review was the Audio Technica noise canceling Quiet Point headphones. These are two hundred nineteen dollars. They sound quite good. Um, yeah. they're active. Uh, they have circuitry built in to cancel the noise around you, and it actually does work. But the problem is, if you turn that off, the speakers or the headphones sound horrible. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know what they're doing. I've had noise cancellation headphones that used batteries before that if you turned off the noise cancellation, it didn't really affect the quality of music. In this case, it did affect the quality of music. You literally have to have these turned on at all times. Yeah. They use a kind of a phase inversion principle to, they listen to the sound outside the headphones and then play that back inverted through the headphones so it kind of cancels out. Yes. But um, I guess it just depends on on the... I mean, you can you can spend hun many hundreds of dollars on these. I mean, Bose are, are famous for having three or four different versions of this sort of technology. But I guess that, that you know, different, different manufacturers must use different chipsets for doing this. Absolutely. But uh, at $219, I really was expecting uh, better sound. Yeah. And half the problem was at the same time I was testing and reviewing the audio technica ones i was also testing the sure professional monitoring headphones which is twenty dollars less they're 199 and the sound quality for the sure srh840 is phenomenal i mean yeah. they are just best of class especially at that price point it, it just they blew me away yeah, um, I I have some sure in here headphones that um, kind of use uh, a rubber plug to block out the noise, and they go right deep into your ear canal. And they also, for the for the money I spent on them, I think they're they were probably about one hundred twenty, hundred thirty dollars. They you know they sound really really good. I mean, sure is well known for for building up you know good quality stuff. And the last ones I reviewed were the AKG K seven two seven HD high definition headphones. I hate when they put. HD and then they spell out high definition. Yeah. It's like, well, then don't put HD in there. <laughs> it's a department of redundancy department. 
these these were very, these are pretty pricey. Three hundred and fifty dollars, but wow, that's all I can say is wow. Right, they are probably my favorite headphones at this point. Um, I just can't find anything wrong with them. They're yeah. just one of those things that when you listen to it, it's just so fantastic. And you just can't get all it. You can't really listen to other headphones in the future, at least not anytime soon, and enjoy them the way you you normally would because you're just comparing them every second to what you could be listening to with AKGs. Now, you had some a while back that you really didn't want to send back to the manufacturer. Are these the same? Yeah, the same those company? Are, nope. Those are Sennheiser. I forget the the exactly which headphones they were, but, but the, are these better? I would say that they're almost exactly the same, except these are a little bit more comfortable. Now right. the Sennheisers were five ninety nine, so they were a hundred. Well, that's two hundred fifty bucks more. Yeah. No, hundred fifty dollars more. No, two hundred fifty dollars. I'm sorry. I I, I am good at math today. <laughs> uh, two hundred fifty dollars more. I would honestly say save the two fifty and buy the AKGs. They're just that good. It's just phenomenal. Wow. So um, those are the headphone reviews. Go up there and read my review. I get into a lot more depth than I am here on the podcast, obviously. Um, you, you don't have any reviews up there recently, do you? No, I've got a couple coming. Uh, I did. Uh, I did, did, did a couple of a couple of weeks ago, didn't I? Yep. On the uh, I forget what I review now. Uh, but one of the things that, one of the things that was kind of interesting to me was that eyeball webcam. That John Nemirovsky did a review of. That's kind of an interesting thing. I remember seeing it, uh, and it's from Blue. I remember seeing that yeah. at the MacWorld Expo last year, and he gave it a four out of five. So it's very interesting. Yeah, this this is the one with the building. Yeah, they, it's kind of like the mic. It's funny. You look at it and you think, oh, it's just a microphone that has this tiny little camera on the side. Um, but uh, yeah, he really liked it. He said it was really good, and and certainly the the pictures he's taken. Uh, you know, show that it's very flexible in terms of how you can use it. Yeah, you can actually aim it, unlike your eyesight camera. Um, it yep. works with Skype and iChat, so it's a. It sounds like a good, and you're going to get a lot better audio, obviously, than the built-in microphone in your Mac or yeah. MacBook Pro or what have you. The the blue microphones normally sound pretty good. John Nemirovsky also did the Westone One True Fit earphone. So if you're more of an earphone person, uh, check that out. And he also did an AKG earphone review so it's headphones and ear earphones at, at mymac.com this week <laughs> that's right yeah uh, a lot more Which, stuff yeah it's interesting that i mean obviously audio and listening to audio is a is a big thing for you know for pretty much everybody nowadays yes and uh you should always if you if possible try and get away from the bundled headphones that come with your device and uh if you can afford it go for something uh, a little bit better Almost your ears all, will thank you yes and and that's really because the headphones are usually an afterthought with most device makers. Uh, the aftermarket headphones are almost always better. Um, I can't think yeah. of any. Obviously, there's different quality in aftermarket headphones, but we're talking about when you start spending a little bit of money on stuff. Yeah, you know, I, anything I mean, over hundred bucks is going to sound better than than the headphones that came with the iPod or the iPhone. It's interesting, actually. I think the actual the stuff that Apple bundles is for, not bad. For what, yeah, they're pretty good if you can get them to fit properly in your ears. And I know some people can't, but if you can get them to fit and stay in your ears, they're actually pretty good for the for the money, which is you know included with the price of the device. But if you can 
spend a little bit more, you will you will be able to tell, well, most people I would have thought would be able to tell the difference. But it just, it's interesting. I'm, I've been doing a lot of travel for the last few months, and just looking around, it's amazing how often you see just the default white Apple earbuds. And, um, you know, in fact, I even though I have aftermarket headphones, I often have I often have the Apple earbuds with me as well, just in case I want to make a call because I have the microphone on or I want to use use the iPhone in a situation where I want to be able to control the volume and that sort of thing on the headphones remote. Um, and it will be great when the cables come out that allow you to do all of that and yet still use your third-party headphones. Now, you, a couple, oh, geez, I want to say a month and a half ago, we were talking about your new MacBook Pro, the 13-inch. Yeah. How's that working for you now? Yeah, still so fantastic. Yeah, still loving it. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm using it right now to uh, to record the podcast on. And, uh, is that what it that gets grinding quite... noise is back there? I'm... No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I, it's it's... It's probably the best laptop I've ever had, um, and I mean that quite seriously. It, it does everything I throw at it from, you know, heavy, more heavyweight applications. I use Aperture on it, and it absolutely flies on there. Um, still getting that phenomenal battery life, and, uh, yeah, it's a great machine. I uh, have some good news for myself. I finally replaced my first-generation 15-inch MacBook Pro with the brand-new 15-inch MacBook Pro. And I have to say, uh, I'm really, really impressed with this machine. It feels, and I don't know if it's true or not, but it, it feels lighter and at the same time much more sturdy, which obviously has to do with the unibody construction. Yeah. Um, I, I just really like this laptop. It's it's super bright. I did get the glossy screen. I didn't spend any extra money for um, uh, the matte screen. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if I was going to, I, my iMac has the glass screen, but the iMac is kind of stationary and I could control where the lights are. That's not always the case with the laptop, but so far the glossy screen, no problem. I just love the color saturation. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I mean, I think the screens do look great. They certainly pop a lot better than um, a matte screen does. I tend to use mine in the evening, so I've not got a lot of external light. I've only got overhead lights, so I don't tend to have... A lot of glare problems. I must admit, I've not used it during the daytime too much when you might possibly get more glare. But again, I, I, I mean, I use my iMac, which has a glossy screen in a in a conservatory, so it's completely surrounded by windows, and I've never had a problem, no matter what what time of the day it is, with glare. So I, I think it's it's probably something that you worry about more rather than actually encounter in real life. Yeah, yep, I, I think you're right. One of the things that uh, kind of surprised me after about the fourth day of using this computer. Uh, because where that is is in the kitchen, and it's also where my wife's computer, her MacBook, is. And instead of having two separate plugs in there, we just have the one, and whoever needs to charge their laptop uses the plug. And I noticed that her battery meter was almost all the way down, so I just plugged her in using the MagSafe. So my computer yep. wasn't plugged in. Well, I forgot about it. Now, I don't use the new computer, you know, 24-7, but I use it quite a bit. And it wasn't for three days until I noticed she still had the plug in her computer. I had been using it for three days on the battery. And I wasn't, I was around a a quarter left of power. I couldn't, the the battery performance is just phenomenal. Now, obviously, that's going to go down if I put a DVD in or something like that, but... Or if I watch a lot of videos online, then it's going to go to crap. But for just everyday web browsing and, you know, writing and stuff like that, the battery just, 
It's like the Energizer bunny is inside of this computer. It just keeps going and going and going. And it's funny, obviously, when they when they moved to this design and the batteries were non-replaceable, everyone was concerned about that. And they were saying, well, I really need to be able to swap the battery out if I'm on a long journey and that sort of thing. And you just don't because it will last. It really will last. You can get a, easily a full working day out of the device. If you uh, turn if down the brightness it. and you know, yeah. you're not watching which, which everybody media. should do anyway. I mean, it's it's you kind of if you don't think about it, you just leave everything turned right up to the max, turn up to 11. But there's no but these screens are so bright. You just don't need to do that. That's true. Turn them down to 50 percent brightness. They look just as bright as all the old laptops did. Yeah, I got to say the the performance different. Sam Levin was asking me. He said, what did you think about the uh, performance between your first generation MacBook Pro, which I'll still say is a good machine. I mean, it's it's still here. And I, yeah. quite honestly, I I wasn't in a big hurry to, to replace it, but I did. But the speed difference between mine, which was uh, 2 gigahertz, and this one, which is 2.63 or something like that, um, it's a huge difference. It really is a much faster machine. Yeah. It, it just zips right along without a hiccup. I mean, it's just boom, gone. I like now, it. Have, I like it a lot. Have you, have you, did you upgrade the memory in that or has it got the standard two gig? No, it's got four gigs. It come, comes with four gigs. Yep. Comes with four gigs. And quite honestly, that I think that's going to do me just fine for a long time. Yeah. Um, I believe it's got a, I think it's got a 250 gig hard drive in it. And right. for what I do, um, I think that's fine. I mean, I put, um, Adobe CS4 on there and a couple other little things, but I, I just, my laptop, I always try to keep kind of travel worthy. And what that means to me is light on a lot of the apps that I use on my main machine. Yeah. Uh, just enough to get my work done, but I don't need, you know, burger time on it. I don't need, you know, five yeah. different web browsers loaded on the machine. I just don't need it. No. And so I, I keep it small and, and, simple and if i do have to do some heavy lifting on it i can but then i usually get the information off like i'm going to do some video editing for instance i'll do it on that machine but as soon as i'm done i'll copy it over to the server you know the the main computer yeah. and that's where it will reside it won't reside on my portable laptop and if you're in a dual computer home in other words you've got your laptop that you take with you on the road or what have you plus your main machine that you use all the time I'd suggest maybe you do the same thing. Don't keep real sensitive information on your laptop if you can help it, because that's the computer that you're going to forget somewhere and leave it behind, or someone's going that's to steal right. it. Um, and I just think that, you know, for if you're on the road, you need your hard drive space for what could happen, what you might need it for. Don't put a whole bunch of crap on there. Yeah, or if you do, use an external drive and keep, keep the, the rubbish on there, which also makes it easier then to move it between the laptop on the main machine if it's if it's all on external drive that's right so that's 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 a good way of doing that i, I tend to do as well so that uh, as you say you want to keep the internal drive as clear as you can so that um if you do need the space it's available to you i, I like i said i really like the machine i can't wait to uh play with it some more the only thing that's kind of giving me problems and i don't know if it's just that i'm clumsy or what but um I keep making text bigger in my web browser, and I finally figured out why I was doing that. It's the trackpad. So the tra Oh, so you're using a gesture on there, are yes. you? Yes, and I didn't realize so I was doing that. So what is the gesture for doing that? Uh, I, must I would admit have to have it sitting in front of me. I think it's you put one one finger on 
um, the trackpad and then kind of push up a little bit with another finger. And all of a sudden, boom, your, your the text in your web browser gets bigger. Now, I could turn all that off in the system preferences, and I probably will, It, but it, it keeps messing me up because I'll be looking at something, and then it gets bigger really quick. I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah. And so that's kind I'll, of irritating. I, I, I must admit, the, uh, the, the gesture thing now is that it's nice that you have them there, but... Um, it is confusing if you don't use them all the time to yes. try and remember what does what and, and what exactly the special finger combination is to do certain things. My wife was using, she's been using her MacBook now for what, a year and a half. And right. she, you know, she loves it. And she went to use, um, one of our kids, they have, they get a laptop from school now. And what they gave her was this really tiny little netbook. I can't tell you who makes it. And it's, it's, janky and crap and i don't know how anybody could work on such a small screen and the same daughter has her own macbook as well yeah but my wife is using it uh, to help her with some homework and she's trying to scroll down the page and she's trying and she's trying and she's trying and she goes i think this thing's broken and i said what do you mean she goes it's not scrolling down so i went over there and of course i used my finger to put it on the arrow and click the button and it scrolled down yeah. And I said, you try it. So she goes over there and she uses two fingers and swipes it down on the trackpad. Yeah, I most said, of those cheaper machines don't have multi-touch. So. No, none of those cheap machines do. And I said, honey, you're you're trying to do it like you do on a MacBook. You're too used to the MacBook. And she goes, wow, you're so right. I'm so used to just using my fingers to scroll down stuff now. And it's funny that, you know, something that simple really starts sticking in your brain. And your muscle yeah. memory is just like, I got to scroll, boom, I hit this and I go down. She'll probably find that if she uses her f a single finger on the very far right of the touchpad on the net on the netbook, then it will scroll, because most of them have a zone over there that uh, on the cheaper machines that does that. Yeah, but she's but just it, used it, to the MacBook, and yeah, it, it, it's just one of those things you get used to something, and that's just the way you want to do it every time. So let's take a yeah. quick break, David, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the controversy around Tweety Two and are we spoiled? We'll be right back. Okay, David, so let's get into Tweety 2 a little bit. Like I said, I tried to get them to come on the podcast tonight to talk about this. And uh, unfortunately, you know, he was at dinner and he couldn't make it back in time. And that's cool. So let's go ahead and talk yeah. about it anyways. Uh, so go ahead and give us a quick rundown on what this big controversy is and and the ridiculousness that's surrounding this. Okay. So Tweet is, um, as the name implies, is a Twitter client. And um, it's one of the nicer Twitter clients available. It first came out for the iPhone and then they did a Mac version. I love and, the iPhone uh, version, but I, I – I, eh. I didn't care much for the, the, the Mac version. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I like them both. In fact, I use them both. I use the um, the iPhone client and the Mac version as well. Um, and for, for how I use Twitter, it, it works for me. And I think that's these things can be very personal. And, and, you know, depending on what you want to get out of Twitter and this kind of searching and that sort of thing you want to do, depends on which of these clients you're going to go for. And that's fine. 
Um, but certainly the iPhone version is extremely well regarded and uh, is very popular. And I think he does, um, I'm pretty sure he does two versions of it. There's a there's a free version that's ad supported uh, and then he has a paid version and it's uh, it's $3 for the paid version. I paid for the, the, the paid version. It's just one of those apps that I was using so often that I was like, I just, I need to pay for this. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been out for, I guess it must be about six months now. It's not, at least, you know. Yeah, um, and it, as I say, it's very well regarded. Now, what happened is he posted a blog talking about the next version, Tweety 2, which um, what he's done is he's rewritten the application from scratch, felt that there were some architectural problems that uh, were in the first version that needed addressing, and he's put a whole bunch of new features in there, and some of these features really are you know, very interesting and certainly going to take... I think generally iPhone applications of this type forward. He's particularly got some sync technology in there between the the Mac and the and the iPhone version, and, and most importantly, he's got the the thing is is stateful. So if you home screen away from the from the Tweety client and then go back to it later on, it remembers where it was up to in your whatever you were doing, and um, and effectively reinstates that that position. So if you're looking through a long stream of of, of, tw- of tweets, then when you come back, that's uh, exactly where it's up to. So there's a whole pile of extra features in there. And, it, and basically what he said, to be very upfront, this, this, is a, uh, this is in beta at the moment, it's not released yet. And he said, okay, well, um, the way it's going to work is the, uh, the, the, next, the next version will be a new, new application, so it'll be another $3. Well, you would have thought he was suggesting that you go out and sacrifice babies to get this application from the way that people have responded. They went absolutely berserk. Let me ask you, How... David. You remember last week we were talking to Annette Benke. Yeah. And um, we were talking about Adobe Creative Suite. And yeah. if they came out with a brand new version that, I don't know, let's say... 15 to 20% of it was new features. Would you expect to pay for Adobe Creative Suite 5? Or do you think that if you already own Adobe Creative Suite 4, you should just get it for free? Well, I, I would expect any any major release of a software is going to be um, at best an upgrade priced version. Um, and at worst, a completely brand new version. And so, you've got to pay, pay for it again. So why and do I, you think it is that these iPhone users are just going berserk that they got to have to pay for the new version of Tweety. It's Tweety 2. It's the new well, version. I, I think I think there are, I mean, a couple of people have made some comments about the App Store and the fact that it doesn't allow for uh, effectively reduced price upgrades. Effectively, it's an all or, all or nothing price. You either pay for it or you don't pay for it. There is no in-between. So there's no way for him to offer an upgraded reduced price version to existing customers. Yeah, instead it's, of three dollars, he maybe it's, he could have added a dollar exactly. fifty. It, so it's, it's three dollars. It's less than the price of a good Starbucks coffee. Absolutely. It it is you know, the reaction, the rapidness and, and vitriol that's been directed this guy's way, who let's face it, he's not a corporation. He's not Adobe who are making money hand over fist from a, a bunch of, you know, massively expense, expense accounted professionals. He's a small developer who, you know, obviously build the, you know, builds these applications and gets them out um, as, as a small developer. He's one of the best developers developing for the, for the platform. He won an award for the first tweet. Yeah. It doesn't want a, a design award. Yeah. So he's, and he's I, very and much, I have to say, I use it on iPhone. I love it. I think it's the best Twitter client out there. Yeah. 
And I yeah. like the people at the Icon Factory. I've used their software too, but I'm sorry, Tweety is just better. It's it's the one that everyone seems to prefer on the iPhone. Yeah, he's he's also he has already upgraded the application. Submitted it to for Apple free. Well, he, he I mean it, it went from one to one point one, one point two. Oh, yeah, he's 1. updated 1. a couple times. He's updated, and each time he's updated, he's added extra features. He's put Instapaper in there. He's put landscape keyboards in there. He's put all sorts of extra bits and pieces. Um, into the into the application, so he's improved it. But obviously, this is a from the ground up rewrite, um, completely new feature set. And he's he said, well, it's going to be another three dollars. Now, I don't think that's particularly unreasonable. I don't think and it yet, is at all. I think it's completely fair. And yet, the community, uh, well, parts of the community have reacted absolutely like spoiled children. And this is this is my question to you: is do we think that as a community we are spoiled? Yes. We have, you know, a very fine um, environment. We have a very fine set of hardware and software combinations. And yet the way the community treats the hand that feeds it, on being Apple and the developers who support Apple, sometimes to me seems petulant and silly and completely out of perspective with the real world. And I, I think sometimes it's, it's beyond the pale. They really do. And I think this is one of those examples. I completely agree with you. I think you're 100% right. Um, I don't know why they think, and I think that this is a very small minority of, of iPhone users, and I think they're just getting a lot of attention. But I don't understand why they're so angry. Um, I think there's a whole lot of we deserve free and if we bought it once, we should never have to pay for it again. That kind of attitude. Um, and it's got to change. People yeah. have got to start realizing that it's real people out there making the software that they're enjoying on their iPhone and on their Mac and on their PC or, you know, on their game systems. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there creating these solutions or these games or... Whatever it happens to be, it's software that makes yeah. the computers or the phones or the game systems that we use every day that much better. That without that software, it's just a telephone with a web browser. Yeah. That's all it is. You have to I stop thinking that you deserve something for free, and you have to start realizing that the people that are creating this stuff deserve to make a living. Absolutely. I don't Nobody's saying that you shouldn't have the right to call out a developer or a corporation or even Apple themselves if you feel that they're taking advantage of their position to actually fleece their customers or treat their customers badly. Nobody's saying that at all. But in this case and in many other cases, uh, and you know things like these class action lawsuits that keep being launched saying this feature didn't wasn't available on the date you said or... I was misled when I bought when I bought the iPhone because I thought it would have MMS on the day I bought it, and in fact you didn't deliver it for another four months. It's just like get a life, exactly. you know. If you have if you have the time to launch legal action against a company for not delivering some minor feature, then like, I I just wonder how you get through life because there must be plenty of other things in in life that are much more fundamental and important to you that it's amazing you really sh I mean, if you if you're suing for that why are you not yeah. suing the government for charging you taxes or the 
the supermarket for not offering you paper or plastic or hundreds and hundreds of other things that probably have much more of a direct bearing on your life than what functions are in a piece of software and how much you have to pay for it. And the other thing with this Tweety debate is Tweety One's not going away. Nope. There's no mechanism in the App Store for taking the application away, and it works just fine as it is. Well, the, so... the developer could remove it, sure. But, yeah, but even if they do that, it doesn't delete it from your phone. No, it sure doesn't. So... And it doesn't delete it from your iTunes store, so you'll never you'll never have it taken away. So nobody's forcing anybody to pay two ninety nine to to upgrade to the new version. I, I think if, it's a sad commentary that people are complaining about this. I really do. And if yeah. I was a developer and this was happening to me, I have to be honest. I would be of the mind to maybe not even bother anymore. It's like you know what, guys. You love the application, that's great. You paid for it, that's great. And now you're going to complain because I need to feed my family? Yeah. Come on. It's it's ridiculous. But this has been a problem, I think, for years and years and years. And not just with Mac users in general. I mean, the, the recording industry, the music recording industry, and the movie industries could say the same thing. People are just stealing their stuff. I think that comes from the same mentality. You know, yeah. they... It, you're entitled to it. You're not entitled to it. The person who made it, who created it, who put hours and hours and hours and weeks and months and years into these software titles, they deserve compensation. Yeah. And it's it's $3. It would, it'd be one thing if, like you said, David, that Tweety One is going to go away and to continue using it, you had to spend fifty nine ninety nine for Tweety Two. And okay, I can kind of see if people are going to be upset about that. Yeah, but you keep using your old one. Then what? people are saying, oh, "I'm going to boycott it." Are you, are you nuts? Really? You're going to go <laughs> through the, to that level because somebody wants to. And you, and this is the other thing: the people that complain the most, you don't know who these people really are. They always yeah. hide behind an alias. Yeah, they they never post it onto their personal blog with their name on it, with their email address. They never do that. It's always comments. On some news story on Macworld or wherever, that's where you hear people starting to complain about it. It's ridiculous. I'm sick of it personally. Yeah, I just want yeah, to. No, I, I want to get all these people in a room and smack them upside the head. And you know, if there's any of our listeners out there who feel this way, that feel that that this this or or any of the other things we talked about are a particular front against them and their their personal view on the world, then get in touch and, and let's talk about it. But let's talk about it constructively and intelligently and not just um, not, not just resort to the name-calling and the suggestions of conspiracies to rip off users and that sort of thing, because that's just kind of silly. Absolutely. And, we, you know, like you just said, let us know. In fact, you can uh, pick up a telephone, your iPhone, for instance, and leave us a message. We'll play it right here on the show. If if you don't agree with what David and I are saying, and you think we're off our rocker to defend the developer of Tweety 2, call 801-938-5559 and make your case. Yep. Be aware, though, that if you're stupid, I'm going to make you look stupid on the show. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go Rush Limbaugh and call you out. That's right. Um, let's take a quick break and, uh, talk about our sponsor, Otherworld Computing. I'm going to be going there end of this month. I'm really looking forward to my trip down there. And of course, Guy Searle is going to go with me. I keep saying down there, but actually it's, 
it's to the west of me and well northwest I, actually i keep picturing the perry walking into this big warehouse stuffed full of mac gadgets and you're just going to be like kids in a candy I'm, store i'm personally bringing very baggy clothes that's all i'm saying <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, now I'm really looking forward to it. My understanding is that a couple of the guys from the Mac Observer are also going to be paying a visit to the OWC headquarters, and they cool. might actually be there before we are. And I thought, hey, wait a minute, it was my they're idea. Gonna, they're going to clear it out before you get there. Yeah, yeah, you guys can go after us, man. It was my idea. <laughs> I mean, this was kind of set up originally at MacWorld this this year, when. Um, I don't remember who I was talking to. I think it actually might have been, um, oh boy, I don't want to say. Anyways, we were talking to them, and, and basically I said, well, you guys are only three hours away from me. Uh, I should come over and, and do a podcast right from there. And they said, yeah, and that's how it kind of got started. And we're actually going to do it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, what did you pick? I know you did the uh, the pick this week. Yeah. Um uh, what I picked was uh, a set of adapters that uh, you can get from Motherworld Computing for... Uh, this is this will be interesting to you, Tim, with that new machine. Um, obviously, the new laptops come with these mini display ports. Now, if you buy other computers like a Mac Mini um, or, or the iMacs, then you have different options for connecting uh, a monitor to, to a, a to I think that's going to change very, very soon. Yeah, I think so. But, uh, but with the laptop... Um, you know, with all the current laptop line, you only have the mini display port, um, which is a fantastic little connector. I mean, it's a tiny little cable, not much bigger than a mini USB jack. The problem is, is that only Apple have make a monitor that actually plug into that natively. So if you want to plug in a DVI monitor or a, a VGA video monitor, or you want to, to use HDMI to connect to your big screen TV, then you need an adapter. And... Um, Otherworld Computing have a set of three adapters uh, for either DVI, HDMI, or VGA, nineteen ninety nine each, and these are just the thing you need to actually. Uh, mini Display Port to VGA is twenty four ninety nine. Oh right, sorry, I so can't twenty five dollars. No yeah. biggie. But yeah, twenty yeah. to twenty five bucks, and you can basically connect your laptop and probably your Mac Mini and your iMac very soon yeah. to yeah. any any computer monitor out there or television, really. I mean, if it's a newer television. And yeah. that's kind of what I'm interested in. When Mini DisplayPort comes to the Mac Mini, I'm really seriously considering maybe retiring my Apple TV and just putting a Mac Mini in there with a yeah. Mini DisplayPort to HDMI. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that'd be good. Now, it's, it's worth saying that the Otherworld Computing's price is about $10 cheaper than what you'll pay from the Apple Store for these adapters. So it's definitely worth... Putting the uh, putting the business their way if you're after these, particularly if you obviously you may need more than one. If you if you're on the road and you do a lot of presentations, you probably want both the DVI and the VGA adapter. Yeah. So um, if you if you are in that position, then definitely think about uh, looking at the other world computing uh, page for these, and we'll we'll put a link in the show notes so you can go straight to those and uh, order directly from there if that's what you want to do. You know, there's been a lot of different solutions that apple computer has used in their macs to connect monitors to it's kind of a theme for them isn't it it to is have it's every non-standard seven ports. years they change display ports i mean it's getting kind of ridiculous if well, mini display port is what they're going to stick with fine but i guarantee you there's something else that they're working on that's going to replace this 
And I am personally, I'm at the point now where why can't we have kind of a universal type of plug where it doesn't matter what you plug in, the machine just recognizes it for what it is. Um, yeah. I thought USB I mean, was going to be that way, but just something that has a big pipe that can handle anything from a RAID to a monitor to a flash type drive to your keyboard to whatever it is, your printers, but they all have the same port. They all yeah. The pro- I think the problem is the development of technology on the other end of that cable has, has been at different speeds, certainly, uh, and the, the requirements... Obviously, these these latest video ports have uh, encryption and that sort of thing on to try and protect the video stream from copying. And but all uh, that can be done that, in hardware on the device itself. Yeah, but it, the port. It, let's just keep the port simple. It's the, one yeah, port. The problem is the standards bodies who define these standards normally only have a particular technology focus. So the guys behind Mini Display Port. I mean, it is it is an official uh, standard. It's not something that Apple have cooked up themselves. Um, but uh, they're only focused on video. They're not considering sort of wider computing requirements. And so until somebody comes along with a an all-encompassing design, I think I heard this week that, that Intel are working on some kind of optical standard that, that might be able to do what you, what you suggest in the future. Yep. But who knows when that's going to come out. And then you'll still have the problem then of connecting all those legacy devices. Cause yeah, you don't wanna... but that's okay. I, I'll accept that for the time being because, let's be honest, I have, like, an old performer out in the uh, shed that will probably work just fine if I plugged it in, but I don't have a monitor hook up to that thing. Yeah. I would have to find, because it's got the um, Apple ADBCQRFG <laughs> connector for the monitor on it. I would yeah. have to get that and convert that to VGA. And then I would have to convert the VGA over to something else that I could plug in a regular monitor to. And, of course, I'm only going to get, like, 480 by, <laughs> you know, it's going to be just yeah. a, a crappy resolution. But I could actually see it at that point. I have to admit, the previous, the last time Apple did this, they had the uh, ADC connector yep. that was kind of like DVI, but it also carried USB and also power for the monitor. Yeah, I thought that was so, going to be the solution. Well, it, it, I, while it was non-standard and it was a pain, pain in the neck trying to actually connect anything else to that, that port, if you actually had an ADC monitor, it really was a fantastic solution. I do, and I I still yeah. that's how I use my current iMac because I've got my 23 inch cinema display hooked up to the 24 inch iMac, so I have two displays yeah. in front of me, and because it's just the one port, I have extra USB ports that's on the cinema display. Yeah, that just runs through the same thing, and it's fantastic. It's exactly and- the way it should be. And having no, have not have not needing extra power cable really is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the the downside of that, of course, is that if the cable coming out the back of the monitor breaks at all, then you're completely out of luck. You have to basically bin the monitor and start again, which is something that happened to me. Yeah, uh, but if I prob- have a flood and it floods everything out, it doesn't make a difference, anyways. My point is, you know, if something breaks, something breaks. It's it's yeah. never going to be a convenient break. It's never going to be like. Oh, that's only a little $3 thing I could just replace, no problem. If something breaks, it's always a pain in the butt. Always. Yeah. But uh, I've not I've not actually ever tried the uh, the mini display port supporting Apple Cinema Display, so I don't know how convenient a solution that is. Well, you said I'm going to be I, interested in that because obviously my MacBook Pro and your MacBook Pro both support the mini. But I've never connected. I'd have to go back to my lumbar G3 
since the last time I connected an external monitor to a laptop. Yeah. And well, that's because, you know, I have my, my big computer, if you will, my server, my iMac, whatever. And that's where I do the majority of my heavy lifting computer work wise. And then I have for portable reasons, the laptop. So I, I, there's just not a real reason or a compelling argument for me to, to need to put up another monitor on that. Yeah. I, I guess, I mean, I do do that quite frequently because I, when I'm, I, because I'm using my, my computers to, to travel and work, whenever I'm kind of on a fixed desk, I'm always looking around for the nearest monitor to plug into it so I can get the two screens. Sure. I'm so, I'm so used to that double screen view Absolutely. now. Absolutely. That's, I, I'm the same way. Yeah. So, uh, but at, at least we do have the option now of using the, uh, the display link technology, the USB technology. So you can always, even with the current, with the current display point of quick computers, if you have one of those adapters, you can always plug that into the USB port and connect to a VGA or US or DVI monitor that way. One of these days, we're going to have a whole show that's going to be nothing but monitors and going way back in time. And well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. We want to thank other world computing for obviously sponsoring the podcast. We also want to thank iFrogs. Don't forget to sign up for that contest contest at mymac.com name address and phone number we're going to be calling again uh, the winners is going to be two on october 15th so if it's around 6 p.m eastern standard time and you get a phone call and it says unknown caller or it says blocked it might be us so pick up the phone <laughs> it's important we want Absolutely. to give you stuff You'll still win even if you don't answer the phone, but I don't know. One of these days I might actually say you have to answer the phone to be a winner. Yes. Then you'll be like one of those radio stations. You'll be yep. asking for the phrase that pays before, right. you, before you give the prize. Hey, this is Tim Robertson. You're the 13th caller. Can you name the phrase that pays? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it I frog? That's right. You're the winner. And then have the fake applause in the background. Ugh. Yeah. I just made myself a little nauseous doing that. So anyways. We're going to wrap up this show. Uh, we apologize for Guy Searle not being here. We fired him last week. We just we had him out. That was it. No, he had a family obligation. He won't be here uh, next week either. And we're going to have a um, listener invite, Antonio Gomez. And uh, looking forward to that. So thanks for being here, David. And I'll see you on t show 260. And don't forget, rate our podcast on iTunes. And check out our other show, Geekiest Show Ever. See you next week. Thanks for downloading and listening to the MyMac.com podcast.